welcome back to the Can't Tell Us Nothing podcast. I'm Aoki. And I'm Diamond. And we have a guest today. Ms. Hey, Ricky. y'all. Hey. <laughs> introduce yourself for us, for those that don't know you. Um, my name is Donna Ridges, but um, my business name is Cricket. Um, I'm running for District 4 City Council. I've been a business owner in Marlboro County for um, 30 plus years. Um, I moved here in 1987. I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan. The D, baby. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So what made you want to run for city council? Um, well, I've, I've been interested in... Um, the day-to-day activity of the the city for four years and a, and a lot of times you feel like your voice isn't heard because you're used to talking around like family or uh, mm-hmm. in the barber salon barbershop and the beauty salon different things like that but I felt it was just time for me to um, step out and not just talk about it but be about it so what better avenue than to run for a council seat so that um, I can be a part of making decisions instead of just talking about what I think needs to be done, but I can actually put my hand and my vote on it. Okay, okay. I don't know too much about politics. Right, me either. Right, and and that's a common thing, because, you know, um, I'm a teacher as well. Um, In cosmetology school, we're taught to never talk about politics or religion. Mm -hmm. And that's so that you, it's a touchy subject, but they've actually made it like it's it's taboo to talk about it. So if it's taboo to talk about it, then it's taboo to know about it. But whether you know, know about politics, politics knows about you. Because politics needs your vote, politics needs your, your data, they, they, they're concerned um, about you, so you need to be concerned about politics. We all need to know, so we can't make it, we have to like dispel the old myths of, uh, don't worry about that, just let those people handle that. But when those people make decisions for us, then it affects us, whether it's financially whether it's geographically with laws and rules and regulations and ordinances and uh, business, uh, just all sorts of things. So we have to be informed whether we want to or not. We have to just venture off into that arena. And I know that some people are afraid, so that's why you would pick someone like me who is willing to step out and learn all about, you know, the politics and be the voice for you. Yeah. Okay. So, what are some duties do you like as a city council member? Like, what are some duties? Um, well, we make uh, uh, rules. Well, I, let's say ordinances. Like, mm-hmm. uh, let's just say uh, something as simple as you, um, your business side can only be so many inches on your window. Okay, okay. Or or so many co- uh different colors or like downtown our buildings can only um we can't paint our buildings any color that they want that we want. So that means you know your business should should uh uh exemplify or be an example of you know how you feel. So let's just say that my color was purple and I wanted my building purple, but the ordinance say that it has to be one of these right. colors right okay. here so that would be one of the things that city council would do uh um trash uh uh like if you're uh if there's houses in a neighborhood and they're um vacant and um in other cities thank god Mar- I-, I love 
Marlboro County, that uh, in other cities, people will come and vandalize them. They'll right. set them on fire, you know, do different things like that. And so when you make ordinances that maybe that this house, whoever owns this house, you have to keep the grass cut. You have to make sure that it's boarded up, you know, different things like that. So that's what city council members um, have to vote on different things like, as well as find ways for to work with the economic developer and the mayor to find ways to push us forward instead of digressing backwards and right. to me i feel like that's what we've been um doing maybe for the last uh 15 20 years we've been digressing instead of moving forward so you have mm -hmm. to have the right people um who are open-minded who are forward thinking who are willing to go out there and travel and I love to travel I've been like you know lots of places and whenever I go somewhere I always look at uh, the business sector I like to see what's popping what's trending mm -hmm. what restaurants you know how they vibing like just the the, the, the feel that you get in um, in the environment and I would love to bring that back to you know business field right. like I want us to be up because the world has changed COVID changed us True. So when we when we got back to being outside, we outside. <laughs> when we got back to being outside, you know, it was almost like a shutdown so that we could rethink and start mm -hmm. something right. new. So people learned all about business. People learned about um, grants and mm -hmm. just all sorts of things because we had time to think. And so now that we have time to think and we know what we want and um, everybody's open-minded and clear thinking and focus now we need those right people in the right places to be able to bring those um dreams and visions and goals to fruition and not just on an individual level but on a city and a county level see it's no good for you to have like this beautiful place right here and you would want to expand and it would be an ordinance in place where they would say well we can't have but so many of this type of business in a certain area or something like that. So, you know, it's just different things like that um, hmm. you need the right people to make sure that those rules are not made, you right. know. So it's not so much also with uh, making ordinances, but making sure that some ordinances are removed as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, 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 let's see. So back to the business part of it. Mm -hmm. Which is my favorite. What's some of the hardest challenges, or what's what's the hardest challenge that you see as a local business owner? Um, listen, okay. The number one thing that I've noticed, or that I've been um, griping about, or just have, you know, just been heavy on my heart, is that the buildings downtown and and in certain areas are not up to date, like they're dilapidated. And so when they're dilapidated, I may have the funding to start my business, but I don't have the funding to fix up your building, like your mm. roof yeah. or, right. you know, things like that. So that makes it limited. So we could have a lot of people who are actually pre-approved with funding or, you know, just have what they need, but we don't have a lot of space. Or uh, property here that we could that we can actually that can we could use you know facilitate our business out of so that's one of the things we're limited in um, in property and so that's one of the things that um, I'm really concerned about um, is that when people move here 
um, they want to start businesses, but they always ask um, existing big businesses, do you know where another building is or do you know mm -hmm. where you know something is that that I can rent or and it's like if I have to go in and totally restructure your building for you then I'm already at a deficit mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm you know that that's not how it should be do you think that has you think that plays a part in why a lot of young people actually move away when um, they hit like a certain age like after they graduate high school yeah. or well, I um think that it's a it's a myriad of things. I think that um uh that is uh of course we because I'm a school teacher we try to push you to go to college. We try to push you to go into the workforce where the workforce has dwindled, um and uh so we don't have as much industry here now. And so, of course, people want better. Like, you can't... One thing that I love about the social media is that even if you can't be in that place, you can see what they're doing. Like, it gives you hope. And so, if there's no hope, you if there's no vision, mm -hmm. my people perish. Yeah. So, if there's no vision, there's nothing here to excite us or ignite the fire in us to dream and be able to uh, grasp that dream, then, of course, people are going to go further and look for other, for green grass. I'm going next door right. to see if the grass greener mm -hmm. over there. But, you know, we would like to stay in town. Because now, one of the things that I know is Biggsville used to be the mecca of Marlboro County. Right. I mean, we had all of the salons. We had money, money. It was lots of industry here. Oh my gosh, it was Haynes and it was um, Marley's and Essence. It was a lot of lot of stuff going on here. Um, and it was a lot of um, it was a lot of economic growth. But when industry leaves or jobs leave, then that means it's money leaving. You know, in the home. And so then that means that people have to look for other sources of income, whether it's Section A or, you know, different things like that. And then one of the other things is that we have to be competitive with our, um, um, what is it called? Um, 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 wage, our wages. Mm -hmm. Because uh, $12, I can, $12 an hour, I cannot pay mortgage or rent. Right. Right. Yeah, I, we've got to be competitive and bring in at least twenty five on up, twenty dollars, twenty five dollars on up. Like we got, I, and, and you know, and this is what I say because I'm thinking of myself as a constituent, and when I get in that seat, I'm still a constituent, a constituent, but I get to make a vote, right. and then I get to put the uh, situation or the question or the problem on the table. So as when I think of myself as a citizen, a constituent, um, I don't. How can I make twenty dollars an hour in a plant, and I'm and it, and it's not menial labor, um, and then someone at Chick Fil A is making eighteen dollars an hour. Right. right. They may not get forty dollars an hour, but work is work. You get mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Right. So we have to make sure that the industry that comes here is competitive with our wages so that we would we would be able to because one of the things is rent is going up mm -hmm. okay so i've been looking at some things on facebook and I they were like it's eighteen hundred dollars that's the one i see yeah, today. It's, it's it's twelve hundred dollars and it's you know such and such a hundred dollars well 
like I said, things changed during COVID. Like rent mm-hmm. went up because um, people that own property were not getting right. their mm-hmm. rent, and and the government had it where they had to wait all that long time. Right. And sometimes you may have a mortgage on that on that rental property, and so that means you're not paying me, but I still got to pay them. Type mm-hmm. of situation right. going on. But in order, if we want to be competitive with making more monies, we have to understand that rent is going to go up and, you know, different things like that are going to go up as well. And so it's like it's the um, dog-eat-dog world. It's like it's the way of life, you know. And so we have to kind of think about it. We can't, if if we're going to bring stuff here, then our mindset has to evolve as well. Like I'm in Atlanta right now. You know, uh, so, right. so, you know, I can't want to be in Atlanta right here, but I want to pay you $10 mm-hmm. because I'm sure everything in here costs nothing was for free. So right. our mindset has to change as well. How we think about what we're trying to bring to, you know, Marlboro County. That's what County. I posted that day too. They said, you can't be a millionaire if you're stuck with a $20 mindset. That's right. right. That's, that's right. right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Even though... Millionaires and rich people don't spend a, don't lot, spend of money, a lot of money, but right. it's, it, they do strategic spending. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that people, myself included, of the lower economical structure, we spend how we think rich people yeah. spend, but they're not spending like that. Like we need to do more saving and investing. Mm-hmm. They can spend like that if they wanted to because they invested. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the things, again, through mm-hmm. COVID. Like we learned to invest in Robinhood, we learned to e-trade, yeah, we learned to do buy stocks and, mm-hmm. and and bitcoins and you know even though bitcoin is plummeted, I'm keeping mine. <laughs> it's gonna stay right there until it goes all the way back up. I can't add this. I can't. It's you ain't never had it, right. Yeah, yeah it's gonna Me stay too. right there because I'm just gonna believe, and that's one of the things with. With stocks, it may look like it's going down, but if you believe in it, it goes down. You buy more, yep. and then when it goes back up, okay, you said you yeah, you cash out or you or you know, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's it's different things. Um, that I, I love think tanks, and that's one of the things that I want to fight for or suggest if I become. A city council is that for businesses that we create a business hub and the business hub they have them in lots of cities and the business hub will be a place where you can um, learn about how to create a business plan a short uh, form business plan or maybe long um, you will learn about how to get uh, funding and build business credit you will learn about a Dunn's number you would learn about how to uh, be registered for government funding, how to get an EIN number, you know, it's the people that charge a lot of money to get mm-hmm. your EIN number and, um, and it, you know, to get your LLC and different things mm-hmm. like that. And okay. I'm not, I'm not fighting and I'm not, I ain't right. the game, but I'm just saying those things could be more readily accessible for us if we had a business mm-hmm. hub and the SBA, uh, loans and different things like SBA really blessed us during the COVID, but SBA was always there. It was a little bit harder to get along, but since they've actually been feeding in the small business and rebuilding America, it's, they're more uh, lenient with getting an SBA, a small business loan. And there's so many things out there that you can get 
um, to help fund the business and knowing how to, you know, do your accounting and keeping, you know, tabs on different, you know, sorts of things and stuff that can make your business grow. It's so easy to get business credit. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I wish I would have got a business loan sometime. Cause mm -hmm. I don't like I look on Google all the time and I can see a whole bunch of business loans, but I still don't really know which one to trust and which one should I go with. I never was really, mm -hmm. like, I never. Mm -hmm. I was so scared of picking one that I just try to save all my money up or like get my parents right, help right, versus right. just getting a loan or like getting help from anything. And that's one of the things about a small business owner. You know, when you start from scratch, when you start from, you know, grassroots, you're like, I'm going to save my money. Mm -hmm. That's how I did my first salon. I would buy the furniture. I, I've done everything like that. Mm -hmm. Like, even my house. Like, I would just buy the furniture before the house was even fixed, and I would just store it up and store right. it up yeah. and store it up. That's and exactly I, what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> right. exactly and then when I'm ready, if I put my house together in one day, and I'm like, it's, it's ready from right. the front to the back because I've been, mm -hmm. you know, storing up and storing up and storing up. But uh, what I've learned is throughout learning business is that you don't spend your money, your, your, your right. cash money. You get a business loan, and then that way it builds credit because that helps you get more right. money. So they want it's just like credit. They want right. you to have a loan already so that they can see how you pay the loan to give you more money. Right. So yeah, so it's very easy to do. I thought it was hard, but you know, I Facebook and mm -hmm. Instagram and just watching different things. I got that credit cleaned up and like. I think I, it was, you know, because, you know, I'm just going to keep it real with you know everything. Well, I don't need no credit. I ain't worried about it. I ain't going to worry about my credit this year. But then when you think you want to buy something, I got to fix my credit up. It's really good to have your credit together, and it's very easy. Like, I got, and I've helped uh, quite a few people get their credit together in, like, six months. Right. Like, to go from a uh, five-something to a 750, it's very easy. Mm -hmm. And I learned during COVID of how to work the system in order to get your credit score up and then how to get uh use your EIN number instead right. of using your social security number so you know it's just it's just different things and i feel like if they want business to come here and we need business because business pays taxes right so we need the business there and more businesses there because when people come to May's beauty spa they're going nowhere to um uh, McDonald's, McDonald's uh, cookout. cookout. Right. So they, they come, come to one business to actually feed to another business. So that's why you need businesses. They're different type because each one feeds off of the other. And so um, we really, really, really need that, um, especially in the downtown area. We really do because in most cities, downtowns died out because they went to the malls. But now the malls are dying out, mm -hmm. and now um, the infrastructure of downtown is being rebuilt all over in all states. So I want to revitalize the downtown area. Right. Yeah, I mean, I was that's one of my questions too. Once you admit it was something that, like, your main focus is, that's one of my questions. Okay, so I really, I really want to. Uh, build small businesses in, in the uh, business field because I'm running for business field, but I love the whole county. Right. And that's one thing about me. I want everybody, I want all towns to realize that we're not separate entities, but we're all a part of Marlboro County. Right. And so um, I really want to rebuild the business um, 
district downtown with restaurants and maybe some some jazz bars or some different things. Like I want us to, to be competitive with Florence. Because I'm sleepy at night, but I still want to unwind. And I still want to have a good time, but I still want to just right. I still want to just go three minutes to go home. Right, 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 right. And so, um, I want to rebuild that. And then another thing that I want to do is, um, one of my focuses is on, um, like I said, um, bridging the gap between the student. I'm sorry, the um. School board, county council, city council, and community leaders. We have to have a strategic plan amongst all of them. So everybody just cannot say, I'm a king over here, I'm a king over here, I'm a king over here, I'm a king over here. But you got to realize that it's, it's a whole kingdom, right? And so when one does not feed the other correctly, then there's a gap, there's a breakdown. And so the school, we the school needs to know what the city needs and the city needs to know what the county needs and the community leaders need to know what we all need because the community leaders are your church leaders and um just different types of organizations um whether it's uh just just all sorts of things uh nonprofits and things like that we all have to work together to find find the gaps the holes and fill them so that we can work collectively and strategically and then i want us to meet like um quarterly like every four, I don't, I don't want to just sit there and talk about it. I want to, I want to, everybody got to bring something to the table. And then we need to have a meeting of the minds and figure out, okay, you have the problem, but let us come up with at least five solutions of how we can solve this problem right here. And then we need to come back and say, well, I did this, this, and this to, for the solution to solve that problem. Because it's no good to talk about problems if you don't have any solutions. That's just nagging somebody. <laughs> so we don't need that. Right. We need solutions. And that's what I am. I am a solution person. Like, there's a problem. I got a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C. I'm a Virgo. I got a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C. Because in my mind, I'm going to get it done. We're going to get it done. Like, there, you just can't be one one way to fix it. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Okay, so I don't think it's too many young people that really take voting serious. Yes. Okay, so I'm glad you brought that part up. Because I am 26 uh -huh. and I have never voted. Are you registered? I am registered. Okay, okay. But I've never voted. You're going to start now? I'm. I'm, I'm Okay, well, this is my job to convince. Okay, right, right, right. Okay, so, like I said earlier, um, if you're not concerned about politics, it, it matters, but politics is concerned about you. They're going to affect you. So, I can't, I feel like I can't complain if I don't do something about it. Like, I can't sit around and complain. And I know a lot of people say, uh, it's just going to be the same thing anyway. Ain't nothing going to change. But do you know one vote? One vote can get the right person in. Especially on a local. Now you know it's a percentage when it's um, like the big for the president and stuff like that. 
Um, and it's those, uh, I forgot the, the type of voters that they have. I can't think of it right now. But um, it starts with a C, but it's, I just lost my mind. But for a local um, um, race, it's one vote. Like, one vote can make or break the right person in the seat. So, see, local affects us more than the uh, the federal. Yeah, local affects us more than federal. You know, the federal may say, oh, um, we're going to raise taxes by such and such, but the federal can raise taxes, and then the local can come back and raise them again. You get what I'm saying? Because they can still say, well, we need to raise the taxes such and such, so... Because we're not, our, um, our, our um, revenue is lower than what we expected, so we need to raise the light bill, or we need to raise utilities, or we need to raise, and because we don't have industry, that's what they are doing. That's, and that's they really, what they're doing. They, yeah, and see, and really, they don't really have a choice, because we got to have money to run the city, right? But we do get money from grants. So that means we you like we gotta have the right people in the right places like grant writers and different things like that and um and grants what are grants free money from the government that they give you and then once once we get the right grant writers in there and then we get industry in there guess what they're gonna do for us lower or adjust our utilities and our taxes because you cannot get blood from a turtle. Like, I can't give you what I don't have. That's true. Right. So, and, and thank God that they actually look at, uh, they don't want to make us poverty stricken, but, you know, they have to go up in order to make different things wrong. But, it's my, if I voted, you're not going to keep taking my dollars and buying police cars that we don't need. You're not going to keep taking my dollars and buying vehicles that we don't need per se. I would rather much have a policeman in the vehicle than just having so many vehicles that we can right. just sit and park around and different things mm -hmm. like that. So there's so many different little things that we need to, you know, it, it, I, I, and, I, and I'm scriptural. It, it says the smallest foxes spoil the vine. That means like if in this beautiful palace, if you let your lights um, um, go unattended and they blow out, it, it brings down the you know the ambiance of your place if you don't fix your toilet and it's leaking right. then it brings down the ambiance just the little things right. that would just can make the whole thing look like it's not feasible you get what i'm saying right. right and so the other thing i want to discuss is with with young people not voting i did bring some some statistics for you guys so um we have roughly Per the last census, we have 28,000 um, people in Marlboro County. But, of course, you know it's more than that because some people didn't feel the census out correctly because that's just what they're going to do. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, but out of that demographic, we only have 16,188 people registered to vote. Mm. Okay, so... Um, and, and everything that we need to know is actually on the voter registration, um, dot com website and you can pull up all the data. So I just want to go through a couple of things. Um, out of Wallace per the last election, which was, uh, in 22, uh, let's see, I'm just going to give a couple of things out of Wallace, uh, 1,179 people were registered to vote. And 249 actually voted. 
Oh my. Out of Ohio, 1,364 people were registered to vote and 349 voted. Out of East Bennisville, 1,680 people are registered to vote and 354 people voted. What are we doing? Okay, what are we doing? Um, out of Down West, which is, I have a, a little bit of Down West and Up East in my area, 1,976 people were registered to vote and 492 people actually voted. They were the highest, well, next to the highest because the highest was North Bennisville. And 2,611 2, people were registered to vote, and only 775 people voted. Mm -hmm. So, out of 16,188 people, only 22% of those people voted, which was 3,700. That is crazy. When you hear all that, it makes you want to go vote. Yeah, right. When right, right, right. you hear the numbers, like, let me go vote. Right, because I want to be in that number. Wait a minute. Right. <laughs> Like, oh, really? Man. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, that was just really slack of me right now. <laughs> and so this is the thing. We have voters' registrations at, at, um, at school all the time to get the students to register. And the thing is, we can get them to register, but getting them to vote is hard. And yeah. I don't, that's what I want to ask you ladies. What is it that you think that we can do to get the young? Because the demographics and this data says from 18 to 28 don't vote. I they vote to, just minimal. Honestly, I have to go. I have to register to vote. Okay. I, was, I don't think I'm registered. I didn't register in Marlboro County. Hmm? I registered when I went to school. Uh, but I think I registered for Marlboro County. But you know, they had us fill out the paperwork or something. Uh huh. So I think I'm registered here. I'm a register. Okay. So you won't be able to vote this time, but you'll be able to, November 7th, but you'll be able to vote for the president um, next year. But this, the deadline for this uh, registration was October the 6th on paper and October the 8th via uh, internet. So you guys missed it this time. But you guys tell me, what is it that we can do to what what is that you want to see? What is it that you want to do? I know you already felt like politics just don't, you know, I don't, I don't talk about that. <laughs> but now that you know that it really affects everything, uh, like, like let me tell you, I started going to the meetings like last year, county council. I saw you posting on Facebook a lot. You know yeah, what? I, I, I should have been registered now that I think about it because I used to record county council's meetings. What? And they used to get so intense. <laughs> I used to really be recording like, ooh. Right. going to be this answer. Listen, right. Yeah, because let me tell you, you vote those people in. And not only register, but vote. But still, I need you to be there at the meetings because this is what I tell everybody. If it's just me and you talking about making a decision for him and he's not here, we're we're talking. So, you you know, I might say, well, I'm going to give her what she wanted today because she looking so pretty. I'm going to go ahead and go. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? But if that person is sitting over there in that audience and if they were, you know, looking for me to vote in their best interest, 
I'm not going to make that decision. I'm not going to um, compromise yeah. because that person is in the audience and that person knows. Like, because they can come right to me after me and say, now, wait a minute. We voted you in because you said that you stood for this and you stood for mm-hmm. that and you were going to listen to us and you was going to take our stuff, uh, you know, to the people that need to hear it. And you went and you just, you compromised with them. I voted you in, but I can vote you out because I won't vote for you again. So how many people are on the council board? Um, There are six people on city council and the, not including the mayor. And so how we have, uh, and, and there are different things which I, you know, the more you go, the more you learn. We have a strong council, weak mayor system, and that means that the council makes majority of the vote, and well, and then the mayor has like a tiebreaker or something like that. Yeah. So it's not like the mayor gets to make all of the decisions. They have to actually listen to what we say. Right. Yeah. You know how we have to vote on it. And so that's why it's imperative that you get the right people in your um, in your district to stand for you. And then the other thing is that if your person and, and I'm I'm saying this out loud, if your person is not coming around, I don't need you to just see me when I want your vote. I need to be available. I need to be transparent. I, you need to have my number. You need to be able to call me. You need to be able to inbox me. I need to be calling you back. You need to be telling me what's going on. You need to be coming to see me. You need to come up to the meeting. You need to be doing those things because I'm working for you. And so I can't work for you if I don't know what you need, I, if I don't know what you want, if I don't know what's going on in your district. So I feel like every council member which is one of the things that i'm asking for is that every council member have a district meeting with their people at least once a quarter like you gonna call me with something wrong mm-hmm. you're gonna say cricket um they haven't picked up this trash and such and such and such and such time and then mm-hmm. you know something like that because that's something that you don't want to smell that right mm-hmm. but i need to have a meeting so you can just come and have a meeting because one iron sharpens iron so when she brings up something and such and such, then that's going to make your critical thinking get into play. And then you're going to be, you know, so and you would be amazed at some of the things that you guys say to the district uh, uh, representatives even have, give, it uh, makes them go back to have that idea when they go back to the table. Because it's all of us working together. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to be the mouthpiece right. for you. Right. But it's all of us working together. But I, but we always need, and this is one of the things I was saying, we need y'all up here at these meetings because right. I'm sitting up here and I'm getting my little three minutes to say something, but, you know, I'm talking for me. Right. And so that's why I said, maybe I need to try to be on the council so I can have a vote because I'm talking, and when you talk, they don't give a rebuttal. They just listen. But it, but if if I listen, I know you heard me. You get what right. I'm saying? But if you at home or you on the phone going, man, Yankee girl, you see such and such and such, such. the council person don't know anything yeah. about that, right? And you still got what you had yesterday. You still got it today. You get me? So that's why we need you guys out there, and we need you. To I feel as though like young people just post them at their city council meeting will make other people want to go to one though. Right. So I feel like that's a good idea. Like how Snapchat is, all you have to do is. <clears throat> take a picture of the floor and just put where you at. People gonna automatically look at it like she going that shit. Mm-hmm. Let me go one to see how it is. I think too because smaller cities like we're in, it's all about competition. 
Yeah. Right. So I feel like a lot of people will see you going and be like, oh, she ain't gonna learn something more than me. So let me go. Yeah. So I think that would okay. definitely okay. make more people go. And I think, like you were saying, um, the different stuff you want around here, I feel like that's the reason why young people don't vote. Because they feel like there's nothing, nothing here anyway. So yeah. why go and do that if nothing's going to change? So I feel like that would definitely make more people The more young people vote. posted, they would, they would add a meeting. It would make you want to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this, this yeah, is what I did. We need to go to a meeting now. We need to yeah. start, for real. Now let me tell you what I Honestly, did, Honestly, like, you talking today, though, makes me want to vote. Because <laughs> like, yeah. I okay. never really sat there and was like, mm-hmm. let me go vote. I never really ever cared about voting, for real. Right, right. But now that you're actually saying I'm hearing it, like, you know, mm-hmm. I done heard my mom and them say it, and, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's your duty. But it's like. And, you know, and, and this is one of the things, too, that I don't want to go too far over into the left, but why I feel like they don't want us to know our history because people were killed mm-hmm. for the right to vote. They, they had dogs. Uh, yeah, they were on them. They were hosed down with war. I mean, it actually, if I'm going to go through all that to stop you from doing something, it must got a lot of power with it, right? That's true. So if, I, if I'm willing to kill you to stop you, it must mean a lot. They would put jelly beans up and they would not let people vote because unless they guessed how many jelly beans were in a jar. They used tricks like that. And of course, if you got the number there, it, I could have said the right number, but what you gonna say? No, that ain't right. it. Sorry, you can't vote today. And so all you have to have now is ID and eighteen years be eighteen years of age and have the right to vote. You got to think about all the things that Martin Luther King went through and um, Rosa Parks and just different people, um, Edgar Meggers, just so many people went through that one simple thing so you can have a choice to get the right person in the seat that you knew was going to vote and speak in your best interest. And I feel like it's like a slap in the face or saying, because I tell everybody that Martin Luther King is my dad and Malcolm X is my uncle and John F. Kennedy is my godfather. <laughs> I've been saying this for so long, oh, right? Since I've been a little girl. Um, but I'm for everybody. I'm not for a certain race. I'm, um, I'm for everybody. Because if you don't have something, that means that it's going to affect me. Because if you don't if you don't have a job, my taxes got to pay for you. Right. For your housing, for your food stamps for your clothing, for your children, for your Medicare and Medicaid. So why wouldn't I want everybody to have a piece of the pie? Because if you got a piece of the pie, I can have mine by myself. But if I, but if I, you don't have a piece of the pie, I got to give you some of mine. And not about being selfish, but I want to make sure that you have, your children have, you, you can live, you have decent housing, you have a job. You are, you are afforded every right that everybody else is afforded. There's no little eye and no big eyes in fair. It's just one eye. Just make it fair. That's all. Make it fair for everyone. And so when we can do that, then we'll have a more cohesive um, understanding. Like everybody have a, a general understanding. And when everybody's making money, girl, everybody happy. Everybody happy. Everybody, everybody eat That's good. True. Everybody happy. Because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I cannot say, I don't I don't want you to be living and you don't have food, shelter, clothing, um, those things. And I'm sitting over here like, 
off like a fat rat. No, I can't. That's not me. I'm a servant. God made me a servant. So I'm so I'm just coming to see about you. I, and you I'm going to share myself with you. <laughs> yeah, that's just how I am. Like, yeah. I think it was really creative, too, how you went around at the tailgate. Right? That's just, yeah, that was, that was good. Yeah, seeing yeah. the pictures on Facebook, it's like, okay. I think it showed a lot of people, too, like she's really dedicated. Because if you could take an event where people are really mainly focused on having fun and try to engage, like get more people to be engaged, it's yeah. like, okay, yeah, she, she deserves the vote. Thank you, thank you. I, you know, I'm going to tell you, uh, God did that. I didn't. I didn't do that. Like, like I'm, I'm the type of person. Like, I, I'm really gonna pray and ask God what to do. And um, I, I've been really stagnant a little bit. Like, I really have my signs out late and everything because I was really waiting to hear from God. Like, really. And and I'm the type of person that if God tells tells me something, Lord, confirm it again. Like, really give me confirmation one more time. So I right. know yeah. for sure, for sure, for sure. Because anything that I do and I put my hand to, I am compulsive. And I can't stop until I see it come to fruition. Yeah. Like, so if I'm going to put my hand to the plow for our community, then I have, I'm driven. And so, and I care. And sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm more driven than I care. And sometimes I'm, I care more than I'm driven. And, but both of them always get produce something. You get right. what I'm saying? Right. And yeah, because when you're a servant, even if you're tired, even if you're going through the troubles of life, because you're going to have those, you still got to serve. Like, I still got to put the game face on. I still got to. Some days when I came here to teach school, everything wasn't going good in my life. But guess what? We get ready to learn today, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you know that's how. That's how it's supposed to be. And so, you know, I really want to, and another reason why I really want to run is because I do have a connect. I'm 56, but that's just the numbers. Um, I can relate to your age demographic. I can relate to the older age demographic. You know, it's like, I, I you know, I don't, I don't know why, but they always say, you're just so bubbly and so this and so that. And everything, and I'm like, for real? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for real? Okay, thank you. <laughs> so but I think, I think you run into what make people vote, though. Yeah. Because I feel like so many people like you. Right. As a teacher, like, they like you as a stylist. I think people just like you, period. So I think that would make more young people vote anyway. Now, let me tell you, I, because I was asking for confirmation, and I went, I got up, I was so tired because we had, uh, was that homecoming? Yeah, we, that was homecoming weekend. So we had walked in the parade, and I didn't know that that was a mile, but my body was like, girl, you know you're tired. <laughs> the corner, right? And I was like, oh, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus. So I, got, so I was like, we were, you know, and then we did a lot of hair and makeup mm -hmm. and different things like that. So I was tired, but I just heard this voice say, get up and go to this homecoming thing, and Go in there and print some signs off. Now, that was the first time I ever um, campaigned. Really? And, yes, that was the first time. First thing I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to get out here and I'm going to try. And on everybody posting it. All right. And everybody was like, oh, Miss Craig, are you running for real? I'm going to vote for you. I'm going to vote for you. I'm going to vote for you. Oh, it's so happening. I was like, it was overwhelming that I actually cried. I was like, I, tears of um, humility. I was humble. I was I was humbled by it. I was like, for real? It's like, yeah, we know you're going to fight for us. We know you're going to say what needs to be said. And I was like, for real, I talk too much. For <laughs> <laughs> That was like, no, but we know you're not going to let nobody yeah, back you down. Right. I said, okay. 
was like, well, this is supposed to be meant for me to do. Yeah. So listen, what I did to get young people or people in, more people to vote is I challenged everybody in my salon to come to, um, well, not to vote, but to come to the county meetings. So everybody in my salon, you have to come. If your appointment is this week right here, you, you got to meet me there. Mm. You got to meet me there. So this that's what you should chat. Listen, because, you know, you, in your business, your your clients become your family. That's right. Because you see them every day. That's you see them true. for all events, sad or happy. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you see parts of them that don't nobody else see. But, you know, just different stuff. You know them. They know you. And so they trust you. And because they trust you and they like your vibe, they like your style, they're, whatever you ask them to do, they're going to do it. So if you say, y'all, we're going to the meeting, and I want y'all to meet us up here, guess what they're doing? Mm-hmm. They're coming with y'all. Yeah, they're going to come. That's so true. all my clients are, the, we're in the peanut gallery at every meeting and taking notes, and now they're starting to take three minutes to speak and say different things like that. That's good. Of, That's really good. Yeah. That's so really Yeah. So you have to use your exposure and use, you know, your reach to... Bring the people in. We were just sitting so low, you know. Mm-hmm. Different stuff. Yeah, and I, and I always tell people, like, <clears throat> your business is your platform. Your business is your pulpit. Your business is you get to feed into people's lives in different ways. You're not just giving them a service, but it depends. You know, sometimes they say it. Sometimes you have to comfort them. Sometimes they just, like, in a way, you have to, you know, get their, their focus back together. It's like you're really serving them, not only with your service, but with what you believe in and how you, you know, you, you, you're, you're ministering to them. That's always been what my business has been. Like, it, I, look at it, I look at it as a ministry, and I just meet them on all That's levels. Good. Even in school, Lord knows, right? <laughs> Even in school, like, you have to pour out of yourself uh, into people. And that's how people build loyalty and trust, which is about the same thing. But, like, even, listen, even if you don't even do a good service, because you're, they're loyal to you, guess what they're doing? They're coming back. They're coming back. My own. Yes, they're coming back. Just the same thing. Mm-hmm. She said she missed my hero so bad. Mm-hmm. And they came back all because of who she was. And because they, you, built that, you built that relationship with them. They know you and you know them. Like, you know, with social media, we don't touch that much anymore. Like, we dating through an app. We talking through, a, you know, the screen and everything. So when you actually can lay your hands on a person, it's like your vibe is... Mm-hmm. You know, touching them, and so when you touch a person, it's a whole nother level yeah. of connection. I want yeah connection. It's a it's an intimacy, mm-hmm. but it's you know it's a business thing. It's a service, but it's still sometimes you may be the only person that touch a person. Like I'm single, ain't nobody touching me. <laughs> so if you're doing my hair, if you're waxing me, you're doing my pedicure and stuff. That's maybe my only right. sense true. of touch, and mm-hmm. so. You get to really know them, and they build up that confidence in you. That's just a little business nugget of truth. Oh, you'll be thinking about having an event coming up, uh-huh. and you'll be sitting here listening to you talk. You'll be a great person to speak at. 
Okay. Okay. I get nervous, y'all, but then when I start talking, I don't think I know how to hush. But that's how it is. definitely the same way. I have. I have always loved to hear. She. She. When she was in my class, like she was very good with explaining things. Like very, very, very good. Like she like me. She got over explained, but you know that's what people want. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. They, they, like, if you tell them what you're doing, like, I've been to the dentist. I've always been horrified of the dentist, right? But over there in McCall, it was Dr. Jajetsky, and it was the other guy, I think he retired. His bedside man, he said, well, all right, Miss Richards, <clears throat> now I'm going to do this right here, and you're just going to feel a little bit like this, and then you're just going to do right here, and then I'm going to kind of out. And I was like, I, I took it like a cheat. <laughs> <laughs> Because he was talking me through and making mm-hmm. me have confidence yeah. in the truck. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. We we all right. I'm coming back. And so, you know, yeah. So, it's, it's, it's that talking to people, it brings about a level of confidence that you just would not. I mean, look, people talk people off ledges. That's yeah, true. true. It's not what to say, when to say it, and how to say it. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely somebody else saying People, like people they can relate to. So it's like, I think you're very relatable for the, young the people, people around you. Like, is that what you said? The older crowd and the young crowd. Yeah. It's like, you are perfect. Like, you're right there with both. Like, it's because perfect. Because even if it's not true, like, everybody know you because of your kids. It's like, yeah. you're mm-hmm. literally just... They are y'all cousins. Right there. <laughs> 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 you're really just like that. I think you're a pretty great person to run. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope that everybody in District 4 thinks that I am a great candidate. If I'm registered, could I still vote? Like, well, you can vote for the mayor. Now, only people in my area can vote for me, which is District 4. And so, District 4 is, um, I think, um, your councilman... Like over there in your mom's area, is that that may be Tyrone Abraham? Yep, and he's awesome. Oh, he is awesome. One thing about Tyrone Abraham, I don't care what district you in, you could call him and he's gonna see about what's going on. I don't care what district you in, and that's what I like because I'm gonna be the same way. Like if I had a person that I want to be like talking to you, and they do. Or they just might only just know his number, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. And so he done turn his, uh, he what? Well, you could call him, and right there, he gonna take it to the board. They're gonna discuss it and such and such. And that even though I represent a district, like a certain, you know, um, like from um, uh, Munland Street to Main Street, and um. The housing development behind Food Lion and up to uh, Tyson Avenue, about that little section right before you get to the high school, you know, those streets mm-hmm. up in there. That's my area as well. And um, Jordan Street and uh, Elizabeth Street and those streets up in that area right there. So they have, and, we, and everybody needs to check the map because they just redrew the lines. And um, they did. Why did they do it right now? I don't know. But they did it, and they just actually voted on the last reading. So things have to be read three times, 
in order for it to actually be written in this is law or ordinance, mm -hmm. right? So they read it the last time at, at the, you know, on the state level. And so some people are like, you could be just be two streets over now and you're in another district. Mm -hmm. That's like, we live across the street from my parents. Mm -hmm. And one side is city and one side is county. Mm -hmm. Literally. Right across the street. Right, right, right. So, right, so that's, I'm telling you, it's like, it could be, mm -hmm. like on my street, Parsonage Street, one up up there to uh, maybe the railroad tracks is city, and then it turns to county, and then you cross the bypass, and it's back city again. It's crazy. Right, it is. Yeah, it is. That, that's, why, <laughs> that's why we have to make sure that, I, and I posted it, I posted the map up there, and, and I periodically shared over and over, so people will know, and, I, and, you know, and I'm like tagging people, um, so that they can share it, so that everybody know where their district is, so they'll know, you know, but only my district is actually has an opponent, I have two opponents, um, which are previous um they've been on different boards and um city council county council but mm -hmm. i'm new to this but i'm true to this um i'm younger um in mind and spirit um i'm open-minded and i've traveled the world uh i don't want to say i travel the world but i travel <laughs> the united states right. you know I've, I've been on a couple of cruises but <laughs> but even in that everywhere i go i always look at architecture i love houses mm -hmm. Um, I look at um, uh, how how the, how the money is mm -hmm. float, you know floating going around. What what's you know what's vibing, what's popular, what's this? And I look at uh, I always go to all the restaurants and see what you know what's trending and different things because um, if you want to be competitive, you just cannot stay antiquated. I'm sorry, you cannot do what you know your mother, grandmother, and, and four score seven years ago was doing. That's not <laughs> trending right now. I'm sorry. Right. That was Democrat. That's yeah. that's not popular. We have to think about now and the future. Now they talking about we got extraterrestrial beings and you know we think about uh twenty thirty and twenty forty. So I don't want to go back to nineteen forty who and try to live like that right. when I want to be futuristic about 2020, yeah. 2030, 2040, you know, and whatever we put on those books now is going to affect 2030, 2040. True. So that's why I, I want to be open-minded and I want to, you know, bring some things here so that we won't be so antiquated because times are changing, like, you know, Beyonce them took us through this renaissance <laughs> period, and you know, I, please don't get us started. Like times are changing, <laughs> like you know, so we gotta make sure that we have what's needed for the young people, because you know, young people are our future. Right. What they say, um, once a man, twice a child. So you mm -hmm. you're you're a child, and then you grow up to be a man, but as you get older, you get feeble, you know, and so we need. You're going to go back to being a child. Like you may you may have dementia. You may have Alzheimer's. God forbid. But your children are going to have to take right. care of you. And so if that's the case, then we want to make the town uh, inhabitable so that they will want to come back and take care of us. Because right. I'm going to tell you, old people like to stay at their house. Mm -hmm. They are tell you, I want to die home. I want to go home. I want to be near my school and my this and my that. Mm -hmm. So... We got to get some of y'all to stay somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, we have, right? Right, yeah. 
And then when you do things too, it keeps older people young. Yeah, exactly. That's and that's one of the things that I've heard in business is that a lot of people, when they come down here to, you know, they move down here from New York and different places, because you know those retirement checks are good up there. Um, and they move down here and they're like, I came down here to retire, but there's nothing to do. Right. So then they end up wanting to go back home mm-hmm. or move somewhere else. And I want this place vibing so that we can have things for the young, the old, and the middle age to do it. We can do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can do it. Last question that I have. You have any more questions? I think you better read my question. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. What's your question? <laughs> the last question I see. Is that the question you was going to ask? I feel like that one ends off on a good note. Yeah. Okay, if you were to be in control of a $1 million grant for the city and could use it any way you wanted, what would you do with it and why? Okay, let me see. Let me see. <laughs> well, you already know I'm about that business. Right. So I would be building, um, I would be, well, I'm about business. I would be building like a, 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 a place where people can learn about business and I would set up funding for at least um a couple of hundred thousand dollars where new where people could come in apply for um and fund their business like give them like a a, a create an incubator where they could learn about business and then they could apply for a grant from within the grant and get money to start their business um what else would i do um i would want to i'm really interested i want to say this <laughs> um, I'm really interested in housing. We don't have enough housing here. Right. So we don't have enough. Um, and, and I also would want to like maybe get some land or try to do build something, some type of um, organization that we could get uh, contractors to come in and <clears throat> buy the land and build housing developments and then mm-hmm. create uh, uh, something where people could get their credit repaired and different things like that so they would be able to become home buyers. Because see, when you right. when you become a home buyer, you're not going anywhere. You're staying here right. because you're setting up roots. And so I would want to create some type of of incubator also with that money where we could teach people how to get credit and so that they could become home buyers. I don't want people to be renters. I want people to be home buyers because if you're a home buyer, you're staying. And then if you're staying, um, we know that you're invested here. But also when you're renting, you're making money for somebody else. Mm -hmm. But when you're a home buyer, that's the asset. And we need assets. We need things. We we, we need assets. So um, I would want to do that. Then I would also want to, I'm all about knowledge and education. I would also want to teach people about different types of insurances that you can use, that you can um, purchase where you can get loans and money off of the insurance instead of what they used to sell us. All right. <laughs> you know, so it's a lot of things that we just actually were left out of the loop, mm-hmm. and so now that the loop is open for all any anyone for come come on come on come on, but just getting the people's minds ignited to think about those things is where I'm more uh, you know 
headed towards. Like, I, I want to have incubators. I want to have courses. I want to have classes. Like, I just think each one teach one. Right. Like, it's good for me to know a lot, but if I die, then what? Nobody exactly. else knows nothing. Right? right? So, mm-hmm. I, I want to, you know, just create those types of things. And then, if I had some change left over, <laughs> <laughs> I want to create a nice nightlife. Right. In the downtown area. I want bistros. I want jazz bars. Mm-hmm. I want um uh I want brunch uh right. cafes. Right. Uh with a DJ. That's where my mind going. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I want the I want I want everything I see everywhere else. Why can't we have it here? Right. Yeah. So and we have we have a bar downtown that's very lucrative and nice. So if if that works then guess what? Another one will work, and another mm-hmm. one will work. And then I want to also get into crowdfunding. And crowdfunding is where a lot of people who, with money get together and they fund um, whatever it is, business that you're trying to start. And in the contract, of course, mm-hmm. their money is in there for a certain amount of time, and then they get the residual incomes off of it. But you have a business, and then after so many years, You've paid them off, and then the business is off, is yours to yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know we can do that on a small level. We don't have mm-hmm. to have Daddy Warbucks. We don't have to have like you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like I've always said, man, I remember when I had children. People get like ten thousand, twelve thousand dollars income tax. Like <laughs> if three people got together, man, they could purchase a house and they could mm-hmm. fix it up and then they could sell it or they could live in it for a while mm-hmm. and then they could go buy another house you know it's it's just all about thinking mm-hmm. provoking the mind to think is what's going to fuel us into the future right yeah so that's what i would do with my million dollars but did y'all notice i didn't say a thing about me then because <laughs> you know what right. I have had I am such a content person like I feel like I've shopped where I wanted to shop I've eaten mm-hmm. in all the places I wanted to eat, and eat. Um, I, I, you know I've had it all so my life to me is like about making um, the way for other people to experience those same right. things that mm-hmm. I've experienced and even more because when I get older all I'm going to be able to do is to sit back and y'all going to come and tell me where y'all been, Miss Cricket? I went here, and we did this, mm-hmm. and I drank, and I had this on, and I ate this, <laughs> and I, and this I yeah, and I did that, and oh, we we rolled in this, and the, and that's how older people live through younger people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Right, that's and so that's true. what's gonna happen. I actually do have another question too. Okay, I think I made one. <laughs> how do you feel about us not having a hospital? Ooh, well, let me tell you, me with so many allergies, and I carry an EpiPen because I'm just like, when you work in chemicals, your body develops um, a lot of different allergies, right? So, you know, through products and things like that over the years, I have a lot of allergies. And I had an incident where I was having an allergic reaction, and I wasn't sure if my EpiPen was going to work. Um... And so I went to the uh, the ambulance, which is right around the block from my house, and they serviced me on the truck. But I was in more panic because mm-hmm. I was thinking, you know, it, with an allergy, you have a 15-minute window that your throat can close up, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, like, oh, my God, like, I can't even get to 
the emergency room or right. either they won't be able to take me to somewhere local. They're going to have to take me to Lineburg or they're going to have to take me to Chirag or they're going to have to take me to Florence. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's sad and, mm -hmm. and, and, and we need one. Exactly. So desperately. I feel like since everyone was talking bad when we did have a hospital, and now that we don't have a hospital, now y'all want it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like that's so crazy, too. Uh, but hopefully that the powers that be are working on trying, if we cannot get a hospital, but have an emergency, a 24-hour right. emergency. Right, because even urgent care, not 24 hours, and that's what I'll be wondering. Right. Like, and then the other thing, they don't, they don't take certain... Medicaid's or they don't even do walk-ins anymore, unless you're early, early. Well, they will turn you around. Street, don't even do they? The, yeah, they pick and choose the days they want to take clients or yes. not. Well, patients or not. Yeah, they have an appointment. I found that is so crazy. Wow. Because you know why they have to develop urgent care. Um, in my mind, this is not factual, but in my mind, I noticed that. When I was younger, we went to the health department to get our shots, and we went to the doctor once a year to get a checkup. And then, of course, if just something was wrong with you know, like you would go to the doctor, right? And the doctor's office used to be in the hospital, but I'm you know in the city, okay. So then I noticed as after I started having my children, they would always give you a return appointment, even just for a cold. Or just, you know, something like that. So now, if your calendar is filled up with return appointments for simple things, because I can call you and tell you if I'm still not, you know, I can make another right. appointment. Um, but if it's filled up with return appointments, then when the person who act, who's actually mm -hmm. feeling sick that day, right. they can't get an appointment. Because right. you have all these return appointments for, like, you know, and they have a quota to fill, I guess. And so then that knocks you out. So then your mind says, well, I, I know I'm not feeling good, but I really don't want to go to the emergency. Like, I just, I'm, I, you know, I'm, maybe my chest is a little, you know, I want, I'm going to make sure I don't have pneumonia or anything, but I'm just feeling some kind of way. Not like it's detrimental, like my heart is, you know, or something like that. But then you can't get to your regular doctor because they have all this return stuff. You don't want to go to the emergency room. Because you don't want to go and pay a $500 deductible just to go to the emergency room visit for a sprained wrist or a toe or something like that. Because that's something that you should be able to go to the doctor for. So now what they had to do is go and create an urgent care, which is in between the doctor. Because you can't get to your doctor and you don't want to go to the emergency room because the emergency room visit is... Anywhere from fifteen to twenty-five hundred dollars, right? Mm -hmm. And so now they have urgent care. So that's why you start seeing all these urgent right. cares pop up because the person that who's just sick today woke. I woke up sick this morning. Oh, let me go to the doctor. I call my doctor. Well, the doctor can't see you until such 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 such. So you're gonna go to urgent care. So right. that's how urgent care because there was a need, you know. So they had to come up with a way. And so that's how I feel that that was created. But if we can't get the urgent care, then my, 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 what's a girl to do? Exactly. I'm just trying to figure exactly. out. You know, it's, that's it's not I, urgent care, just taking patients. Like, they're doctor's office. office. Urgent care. And I feel like that is just so crazy because 
if I'm over here having a luxury issue, so, what I'm going to do? So, I told so, me to go to Lombard. <laughs> like, right, right. So now I know that, that it, it is urgent care and it's Marlboro practice. But, and as and a matter of fact, my doctor is there um, that, that I do go there. And so, wow. So we're going to need another know. urgent care. I well, I'll tell you what. I know that the, the present sitting mayor and the uh, city council and the city administrator, which we have two new administrators. We have a new city administrator and um, they are very, very, very important as to how the city is ran. So they have, uh, they're the brains. And then we have a new county administrator. Our city administrator is William Simon. His father used to be the sheriff here. He, he's, he's just doing an awesome guy. Awesome job, awesome job. And then our county administrator is Tony Clyburn. And he's only been there, I guess in total, they've been there about 10 weeks. But when I tell you, if you guys can come to the meetings, <laughs> so many things are about to happen in Marlboro County. We are on the cusp of some great things happening. We're getting a water park. We, they've uh, revitalized the uh, golf, uh, cor golf course. Yeah. It's open to the public. Um, you can go fishing out there. They are redoing the um, country club. They're modernizing. I was just talking about the country club. club. So I'm like, why is the country club the swimming pool closed? Like because we're getting a new Olympic size swimming pool. So we're gonna have what? aquatic. Yeah, we're gonna have aquatics at the um, at the uh, uh, golf course over there. We're gonna have a, a, a what you call it, a little pad splash pad. We're going to have a swim, uh, um, a slide to go down into the pool. Yeah, we're doing some good things. Yeah, we're doing some great things. Um, then they're also working on some other things um, in the future. Um, so so that's why I say you got to voice what you want. And then when you say what you want, the people, you're, you know, the person that you voted in, they're going to try to get it. They're going to see. They're going to look for grants. They're going to look for funding. And so... We need you young people to come and say what what you need. How often do they have the city council meetings? City council meeting is, I think, <clears throat> the first Tuesday of the month. And county council is the second Tuesday of the month. Now, county council meeting is at the Economic Development uh, Center, which is right across the street from, I guess, what I call the old hospital. You know, I'm older now, so I still call. Well, you know, right there, going down the hospital, mm -hmm. the old hospital, right there. It's right across the building. And city council meets right down here at the building that used to be Marco Electric. Now it's the police okay, station yeah. at the annex, the mm -hmm. police station annex. That's where they meet. Yeah. And don't be afraid, ladies. Don't, don't be afraid. You know, be, you know, be present. Ask questions. It's, it's the best thing in the world is to be informed. It's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's no there's no dumb question. There's no, you know, no, ask. And so that you'll know. So cause we need you. Like we really need to know what is it that y'all want. Like we what is it that you what is it that you want here? Like with if you had a million dollars you threw it at me, I'm throwing it back at you. I would definitely do more lounges. Okay. I would definitely open more lounges. 
Okay. I will figure something out about the hospital too. At least okay. somewhere urgent, like twenty four hours, somewhere right. you could go. Right. Um. These potholes have them fixed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. More restaurants. Yeah. Because that creates more jobs, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's about my biggest things, honestly. Me, too. Yeah. I wish that our downtown was somewhere where I want to just walk downtown. Right, right, So, definitely right. something downtown. Um, I just want to build it up. Right. I just want to make it... I don't so, want to have to drive like, the Like, bring more... To have yeah, to bring more everything. I don't... Right, because we don't want to fight the deers at night. Right, We don't want to feel unsafe on those dark highways. I want to be able to take 10 to 15 minutes after I've done whatever I was doing downtown and go home and different things like that. So I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. So so what is it that, would you like it better? Okay, so would you want it more downtown or would you, how do you feel about it being like business being here on the outskirts, like on 
Mm-hmm. They, they, same thing attracted me here. Oh, it's so quiet and slow. And, you know, and everybody speaks to each other and say, hey. <laughs> Even driving in the car, they waving at you. And I'm like, I'm driving. I'm not waving. <laughs> <laughs> but, but a lot of people are moving here. Yeah. But they're moving here with... Uh, uh, either retired or either uh, technical uh, jobs, like they work online and stuff. Mm-hmm, so, right. so listen, we can let it's okay for them to move here. We want everybody to move here. That's fine, but we can't leave our hometown. And then when we come back, we don't have what we, you know, anything that we were used to, and we didn't have a hand in creating that. So we need to stay here. Because then this becomes their home and no longer your home. You get what I'm saying? And then when you come back, you're like, everything changed. (laughs) (laughs) This is my last question, for real. Okay. Are there any, like, special requirements that you have to have in order to run for city council? Like, do you have to be a certain age? Do you have to, is there anything? 18. Have a voter base. Basically, it's a popularity contest. Right, the mayor about. is a popularity contest. Um, some of the offices um, at the courthouse like that for like uh, a popularity contest. It's all there's no um, prerequisites for. You just have to have a base, um, have people to vote you in, and uh, city council is four years. And I think I think all that all of that is four years when you're voted on, and uh, no, it's just popularity. But and you know I thought about that and I was like, well, who's popular? But I need to know that you stand for something. You know, right. just because you might be the loudest speaker, I, I need to know what you're saying. You might be talking mm-hmm. fool talk or something. Right. You know, you ain't what you talk about ain't getting no nothing. Right. I need to know your character. I need to know, I, you know, I need to know you in and out of season. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, I, and I need to have seen how you have operated throughout the years. I just don't trust anybody that I don't know. You right. don't have a, you know, I hate to say it, but go to the Facebook and look at some of the, well, you know, how they think or whatever. Mm-hmm. Facebook tells it all. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's really a popularity because you just have to be 18 years old. That's it. You can actually really be a mayor. Mm. Yeah. Now a lot of eighteen years don't run for that, but we have had some city council people throughout time, like twenty, twenty, twenty-three, twenty-four. Mm-hmm. Um, Jaheen McClure yeah. was running at one time for county council. Um, but he has actually gone to school for political science. He's always been into politics. That's that's who he is. Um, but yeah, it's just a popularity contest. But I still would like to know what the person stands for and how right. they think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all I have. Me too. Well, ladies, I just was, I have really enjoyed this. I was nervous, but y'all made me feel right at home. Yeah. And it's just so beautiful in here. Like, thank, thank you. you. Like, it, can I rent it like an Airbnb? Somebody asked me what they do here. Like, can you put it on Airbnb so I can rent it just for a night or something? Like, it's so beautiful <laughs> and it's so cozy. And um, and I just want to say thank you guys for venturing off into um, new territory with this podcast. And, you know, because people really need to hear how. 
people think on all, mm-hmm. all you know all sorts of topics and stuff because right. you know you can't really listen to the news per se because even the news is scripted That's and true. reality mm-hmm. TV is scripted reality TV. Mm-hmm. So when you can get a person that's speaking straight from the hip and from the heart, then you know that is you know real. And so this this like I, this is a new changing dynamic in the world today and i'm just glad that you girls just grabbed it by the horns and y'all just rocking with it i like it thank you yeah i like it try something different yes something yeah different great questions she over here all cool and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's shooting them questions at you like you know my voice kind of gone i was yeah. trying <laughs> oh no you did an awesome yeah, job yeah you did great oh gosh yeah yeah kudos yeah. to both y'all i love it i love it yeah. we're gonna talk yeah. about that event in a minute but yeah Okay. Thank you for coming on here. But yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you for Teaching having us me. a few things. A lot of things. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay. Now yeah, it's power. That's true. Yeah, now it's power. Go but thanks for watching the Can't Tell Us Nothing podcast. Again, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. And for all the young people and older people, make sure y'all go vote. It's registered to vote. Donna. Ricky Bridges. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Thanks for watching y'all. And send this video to everybody that you know. Yeah. And that's it. Start voting.